Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Passions Podcast. I'm your regular host, Latara. Back again, maybe y'all noticed a pattern. Back again <laughs> with Dr. Eric Vera. Hello, hello, everybody. It is wedding day. Here comes the bride. The She's gonna girl. die. <laughs> <laughs> That was our yeah. Those were those were our cackles. Oh boy, she's yeah. gonna die. They're trying to kill Sheridan, y'all. So yep. it, I, it's sick. It's sick the way that yep. Alistair is like. Let's let's just put it on the television and pop some popcorn and oh, watch watch my daughter die. The way you said it, you sounded like that Miley Cyrus uh, moment at like the VMAs. They try to kill your famous bitch. <laughs> I have no idea. You know what? I usually am so good with pop culture moments, and I have no clue what you're talking about. It sounded like you were saying they tried to kill your famous bitch. That there's that vine that's running around in my. It's an old, old, old clip. Uh, old, but old, Sherry, old yes, vine. they're trying to kill Sheridan Crane. They try to Again. kill Sheridan Crane. So we watched 521 through 525, and we did get our wedding this week. Yes, we we're here. And I, I was thrilled because I honestly was like, how could they possibly stretch this out? Which they managed to do prepared. a lot of stretching. They managed to do more stretching than I feel was necessary, but yeah. we still managed to get to where we need to get to, honey, which was it the was, wedding. If I were watching this week, I'd have been satisfied. Uh, it would have... It would have been enough stalling, but enough, because they were still giving us some things. Oh yeah, um, yeah. they gave us but a lot. It, they really gave us a lot. This is a juicy week. To be we've fair, been, they, I know we've been ripe with material, so I'm very excited. To be fair, they really gave us a lot. So before we get into all of that nonsense, let me say a big shout out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Thank you, Munashe, Marcus, Breelin, Lisa, Sid, Randall, Hannah. Which let me just say, Randall is my father, and I was talking him to, talking to him this morning, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I still pay you two dollars a month on your <laughs> Patreon or whatever the fuck, right?" I was like, "Yeah, I know. I give you a shout out every fucking week, like." Aww. How this how I know you don't listen to my show which is fine because i don't think i want him listening but yeah. <laughs> but anyway randall hannah camelia samantha Jeanette, eric fantasia sean s larissa maria george lopez fitzgerald lisa and jessica jean yeah i said that um he said that about the patreon i was like yeah i give you a shout out i say randall every week and he was like you need to be saying daddy and i was like <laughs> <laughs> that's that would that would sound awesome uh, that would be yeah that'd be weird sir i'm not gonna be like dad thanks to my dad <laughs> thanks for your two dollars every month hey i promise you alistair crane would never ever support sheridan crane's podcast listen let me just say too my my mom is no longer a patron <laughs> Yeah, my mom was a patron, and um, her credit card got declined because she had to get a new one because um, oh. it, her card got like compromised or whatever. But then she yeah. just forgot to like. And she she's always like, "Oh, I need to, I need to put my put you put my credit card back on your Patreon." And I'm like, "Girl, it's fine. You've yeah. done enough for me. Thank you, <laughs> thank you." But anyway, that's enough of of, the, of that. I just it just made me laugh this morning when he was said that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> No, she just wanted she wanted more hidden passions book club stuff. That's why she left. Listen, 
we're about to get all kinds of passion stuff. I got to figure <laughs> it out, but we, I swear, shit's about to pop off. Yeah. All right, shit's right. about to pop off on this show. Shit has popped off on this show. So we're going to pick it up with Tabitha and Timmy because they are more so outside the storyline than anybody else this week. Yeah. Like Which they is are- my biggest complaint about this. I, first of all, we're going to get somebody coming back and I won't spoil that right away, but where we need Tabitha and Timmy watching from the whale, where we need them watching, seeing everything. Now we know she can't get her ass in that church because she'll burn to a crisp. She's not gonna be able to go in there. I get that. But where I wanted commentary from Tabitha the most to watch her watch all this heartache in the church She's not watching a single damn event. And I was so mad. You are dead on, right? Spot on. She can watch every other random little thing happening in town. She <laughs> finds a way. But the you know one major event where Sheridan, where she knows Sheridan's yes. going to die and yep. something bad's going to happen with Teresa too, that she knows that yeah. Gwen has her little machinations. Yeah. So you would think she would this is like her super bowl yeah it definitely the trifecta because she also should be watching grace's heartache as well yes there's so much to watch right now and they aren't doing a damn thing i was like come on tabitha this is this was weird and i think it was this idea that they needed to break up the major event with something else they needed their b stories and they decided to give it to tabitha and timmy and and I mean, they are the king and queen of BC stories, but I wanted to hear from them about what was going on in the church. Yeah, so. they, they, this, if ever there was a time for them to be doing commentary, it was, yeah. it was here. It was now, this was the Olympics. Yeah. And we, and yes. We, and like, we don't have our Olympic commentators. She should have had her John Madden highlighter pen calling all the plays and saying what's happening. And we didn't get it. We didn't but, get that. What we did get is kind of cute, and I, I, I'm not mad at it. It's what just... we did get is, <laughs> is like, I I don't know if I like yeah. it or not. So let's talk about it. So yeah. Tabitha, Tabitha, somehow, I don't know what was going on with Tabitha before this, because the first thing we see this week was her talking to the floating demon head. I was yeah. just like, how did we get here? But okay. So yeah, she's, she's in not her in the attic. lair anymore. Yeah. Yeah, she's in her attic asking the talking demon head um, about, she said, will today's wedding be a lesson in pain and suffering? And he says, yes, ding dong, the bride is dead. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, the tabloid headline from hell will tear uh, the a couple apart. And a livid Ivy Crane will be driven to murder. As a bonus, the stranger stalking Grace will tear her away from her family and destroy her life. So it's like the 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 demon told her everything that was going to happen. You would think that she also would be like, man, I want to see that. I want to watch that. Let me see what's yeah. going on. But she decides to have a wedding of her own. She says to Tim Tim, she says, we should have, maybe we should have a wedding of our own, Timmy. And he thinks she wants to marry him. Yeah, it was, his little face was so funny. He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute, though. Because once he realized that he seemed a little disappointed. Because yeah. she brought out, she said, I have a, she brought out this black cake. It was, and she called it a devil's food cake. But it was black. Yeah. Like, it wasn't brown like chocolate. It was black. 
Yeah. And um, it's they're they're having a wedding reception for yeah. themselves um, to celebrate all the pain and suffering happening at Harmony. Um, and Tabby tells and Timmy says, so we're not getting married. And she's like, what? <laughs> Why would I marry you? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was I mean, it was cute. But then yeah. Tabitha. Oh, my God. Tabitha breaks. She's like excited about all the horrible things that are about to happen right she breaks out a kazoo and starts playing taps like on her kazoo yeah <laughs> like why does she have a kazoo of course she has a kazoo i feel like kazoos yeah. are one of the most evil things ever <laughs> made the sound children with kazoos just Ooh. irritating well, even creepier yeah so irritating that noise and uh anyway uh yeah. so Tabitha and Timmy are like celebrating all all of the pain and suffering but the celebrations are cut a little short because her magical future telling wind chimes start moaning <laughs> yeah and this time the moan is different it's not hers it's Norma Timmy's like I know that voice that's Norma <laughs> and do we all remember Norma yes yeah, well, recap for the people if they don't remember Norma. All right, picture it maybe what, like four days ago in Passion's time? Uh, <laughs> this is when we're dealing with Charity's ass in, in hell. Um, they know that once Charity's going to be killed, uh, Hecuba's coming for them next. So they decide to take some of their hidden Passion's money and go over to this hotel to get away from it all and this is where Tabitha and Timmy meet Norma who is a take off of Norman Bates of Psycho except it's a, a gender swap we got Norma and her father and in the in their events uh Timmy basically decapitates this skeleton's head and Norma has vowed revenge uh she tried to find them at one point and never found them um and now here we are, we're picking it back up and Norma is hell-bent on getting revenge for her father! Yep, she's she's coming to Harmony. She starts packing up all her murder weapons um, and talking to her corp, her de dead dad's corpse. Yeah. And um, she's headed to Harmony. She, she gets on the plane. She puts her dad's skull in a baby Bjorn. She's <laughs> yeah. carrying him around in a baby Bjorn. So... Yeah. yeah. And this <laughs> was a few... Is nuts. Yeah, Passions this was a few nuts. months before 9-11, so <laughs> this was, like, oh in, yeah, yeah, like, in reality. So she's just running, again, she ran around that with a hatchet the first time in the airport, so here she is boarding with a skull of her father and her hatchet, so. Yeah, this is, right this is right before 9-11, I just, yeah. I, yeah, I so she so she boarded the plane with all these knives and and yeah. hatchets and stuff, and nobody said anything. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it either. I was just <laughs> like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so she boards the plane with her her dead dad and a baby Bjorn, and it's weird. Passions yeah, I will say I got excited when I saw Norma come back. I the actress is a very famous. Uh, uh, character actress named Marianne uh, Mueller Mueller Lily. I cannot say her last name, um, but she. Odds are you've seen Norma in many, 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 many things. Yeah, I've definitely seen her before, uh, yeah. outside of Passions, and still working, still, still doing stuff. Yeah, so she gets to Harmony. She looks up Tabitha and Timmy in the phone book, calls them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, she actually calls them before she leaves. She calls yeah. them because she finds them in her call log or whatever. Calls them, scares. They, 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 Timmy doesn't know who she is. She's just. She just says, "Is this is this Timmy?" And he's like, "Yeah, who are you?" And she's like. Don't worry about it, basically. Yeah. Um, and so Timmy gets off the phone with her and he's like, that was a weird call. It kind of sounded like that lady Norma. And Timmy and Tabitha then like start talking about Norma and it's they just are cracking up about how weird, how weird this lady was. Remember how weird Norma was? It was so funny. Yeah. It it is it obviously was fodder for us to remember to cut to clips and remember who she is um it's also a plot device to make sure that we're able to go okay if we were a new viewer something happened between then and now that they've met this lady before and they keep showing that clip of uh juliet mills doing her best uh janet lee impression in the shower of psycho yeah. uh, which again Kudos to Julian Mills for doing that. Always. Yeah. So, so um, this will be a trip to dismember. Yep. That a trip to dismember. I wrote that in my notes. So Norm Norma goes to Harmony. Um, she finds Tabitha and Timmy's address in the phone book, which I forgot that that was a thing you used to be able to do. That everybody just used to put their own they, by our own free will would put our our phone yeah. number and our addresses in the phone book. Well, and I also thought, why would Tabitha have her name in the phone book? Of all people, she she should not have her stuff on there. But there she was. Norma I, found her. They used to send around the little, do you remember they sent around the little um, questionnaire type thing? Yeah. Do you want to be in the phone book? And you fill it out and yeah. send it back or whatever. And, and back in the back in the long time ago, you had no choice. They put everybody's business. Yeah, like if it's a there. listed number, yeah. Yeah. You and so I imagine one, maybe Tabitha just um it just was on there and she's been there yeah. for so long. But the other thing is, I don't see Tabitha filling out the form. Do you? Yeah. Well, me neither. No, she should be incognito unless again, if what's it, Andrew Graham Bell's number was one, Tabitha's probably <laughs> number two. Yeah, so I don't know how, she, how she's supposed to, you know, match to change her number, but I was really like, this is weird. But anyway, or her address, right? Like her address is he, always there. Her address was right in the phone book, and so Norma found her, got to the house, and we yeah. get a lot of shenanigans. Because yes. at this point, Timmy and Tabitha are talking about Norma as if she'll they'll she'll never find them. She'll never show up. Of course, she's not going to do anything to them. They're far, far away. They're out of harm's yeah. way. And so they're laughing and joking about her. Yeah. And they're saying at one point I did get mad at this because they were like and they're joking about her, how crazy she was, how loony she is. At one point they were like, Norma was meaner than Hecuba. I'm like. I don't I, I let's not go too far. I know that the woman chased you with shit, but Hecuba was ready to just like like torture the two of you, not just kill you, like straight up torture the two of you. Yeah. And turn Timmy into animals a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hecuba was one mean piece of work. Yeah. But I think the I think it's the um the way by which Norma goes about things, though, yeah. that's more scary because she wants to, she literally wants to hack you to death, right? Mm -hmm. 
So that's like ugh, gross. Yeah. Scary. Scary. That's yeah. some scary stuff. But anyway, yeah. they're yelling about Norma. Are you here? Ha 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 ha. Norma could never get us. Like it's ridiculous. Which I she- will say it's very cute. And I was just like, I bet you they had so much fun filming together, those two. Like I, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and watch them play together. Uh yeah. Josh Ryan Evans and Juliet Mills. Because Aww. when they were doing their fake laughs, I know they were acting, but it just made me laugh to hear them laugh. Like I was yeah. just getting a kick out of them having fun because yeah. they don't ever really get to like enjoy themselves. <laughs> you don't think so? I think they, I think of well, all the I cast members, too, they but... probably got to do the most fun stuff. Oh, oh, they did the most fun stuff, but like for them to be able to be like, just laughing l- about it. Laughing. Yeah. That's what I Silly. appreciate. It was like, yeah. Leaning into you, the I, silliness of it. Yeah. That's what I yeah, that's what I was saying. Because most of the time they're being tortured or chased, but which it would be fun as an actor to play. This yeah. one was just kind of like they're having to goofball. Um, and it was cute. But yeah. with that, uh Norma ends up there at their house. Mm-hmm. She's inside. She gets inside, yeah. she hears them making fun of her, pisses her <laughs> off. Um what a coincidence. She, at one point, uh some I think maybe Timmy says something about, yeah, old Norma can't get us here. And she's like, old? I'm not yeah. old. And then she goes to try to attack Timmy because he comes downstairs yes. to like make Martimmy's. And we get a lot of like the cartoon misses. Like yeah. he doesn't notice that she's there and she keeps swinging at him. Like, um, what was that cartoon? It was, I think it was one of the Looney Tunes that this happened in where there's like a monster and like Bugs Bunny is fully and completely unaware that the monster's there. Yeah. And, but the monster keeps trying to grab him, but he keeps like giving him the slip without knowing yeah. that he, that's yeah. exactly what was going on with Timmy. Like Timmy was like walking around completely oblivious to the fact that Norma's there in the house with her hatchet raised and ready yeah. to like slice him up. And he, she just keeps missing him yeah yeah the, cl- um, the clips that uh you know the clips that i was looking at um they they call her you crazy old broad uh norma's isn't sharp enough um you are too psycho nuts so um so all of these things really piss her off and yeah and then at one point uh timmy does go down for ice but he decides to put on some jams and yeah. he shows us his badass dance moves and his badass dance moves save his life a couple times um until oh. finally it is known to well he may he does make it back upstairs right yeah i i don't remember i'm gonna be 100 honest with you i was too too there was other the, things. the fact that the wedding is happening i know the david hastings stuff <laughs> is happening the, the the sheridan stuff is happening this was so out of place yes this should have been in a week where there was nothing going on mm-hmm. because i could not wait to get out of it like i was like yeah. get me back to Teresa. i think that that was part of the stalling right it's like how do we stall how do we stall well, we give tabitha and timmy our c plot um yeah. With no, so now I recognize what it was. So Norma, um, Norma's downstairs with Timmy. Timmy goes to get the ice. Um, he misses her. He destroys. He, he she decides to destroy the little uh, radio that they were playing. And Timmy, Timmy has this smell in his in his nose that he's like, "There's something familiar. I don't know what that is." And then he goes upstairs and he tells Tabitha they were talking about. I don't know, maybe like one of Tabitha's lovers or something. And then she says something like Old Spice. 
He's, it smells like Old Spice downstairs. And that's what Norma smelled like. And Norma, that was cute. Like Norma smells herself. She's like, oh shit, I did put a little too much on today. Yeah. And so that's how they will realize that it's not just a joke. Uh, Norma's literally there. Um, uh, and um, Norma makes herself known. It freaks them out. Uh, she, he grabs Timmy um, and Tabitha quickly goes, Norma, Norma, how's your father? And she's like, <laughs> my father. And he lets go of Timmy, and which was smart. It was so fast. And then of course they haul ass and that is pretty much the end of their story. Yeah, I'm so glad yeah. you got all of that because when I say my <laughs> my notes ended, my notes ended with Norma saying, old, I'm not old. And then I yes. said, as she attacks them, that's all I wrote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was it. the last disc that, that we get. And um, Tabitha saved Timmy with that little fake out thing and they just go running downstairs and that's the end of them for the whole well, week. Thank you. Thank you. That was a <laughs> very, very good recap of that because I, I would not that have is probably well. the shortest magic we've ever <laughs> at least oh. you have ever done. Well, it wasn't much. There wasn't even any magic in it. It's yeah, just a no. witch and her doll. Like yeah, about Timmy's. to get murdered. Timmy's were flowing. That yeah. was true. There's hardly yeah. any magic happening. There was the 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 wind chimes and the floating floating that head. stupid head <laughs> yeah so now we can move on to what i this storyline is yeah. all of the storylines this week were giving me making me stressed because <laughs> i started to feel like oh shit we're about to move into like a portion of this show that i that i don't like because yeah. because nothing's working out for the people that I like. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we're about to move into the, the turmoil era of yeah. everybody that nobody's happy, like yeah. nobody's happy and nobody's getting, nothing's working out. Right. And so let's start with Sam and grace and what's going on with yeah. these two people. So they, um, they start out, um, at the church where we see even TC for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Okay. No Simone. Um, no Simone. I assume she. Yeah, I assume she's still in the hospital. That's yeah. my assumption. Cause yeah, actually, she just got hit by that car. It was like yesterday. Yeah. Like day before, she just got hit by that car. So yeah. she's and she was in a coma. She's still in the hospital. Yeah. Um. Sam brings TC up to speed. E. Uh. Grace brings Eve up to speed. You know, separately about what's going on with the David situation. Yeah. Um. Eve tries to get grace to just forget about the whole thing she's like grace just forget about it you're you know let's just enjoy the this wedding enjoy this day and don't even which think she about should this. have which, which she, she should, should have. have this no. is ethan's wedding day this is sam's son's wedding uh that Both ain't her baby. That ain't her baby. That. that ain't her baby. I understand. She said that, that ain't. I'm... She said that's not my baby. Yes. These are not my children. <laughs> I, she does do that. She does do that. I was like, this is so. Anyway, Sam. Sam is trying to enjoy the wedding. He 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 does have a quick conversation with Eve. He's like, oh, wow, I have a. You know, it's hard to believe I have a son getting married today. Uh, you know, just a few, you know, a few days ago, I didn't even know I had a son. And so now here I am. And Eve says, this is like one thing that they give Eve is that she's like, I can't imagine if I had a son and what that would, if I had a son that just walked into my life and she gives a quick glance to Chad. And that's like the only thing that we get from Eve, really. Yeah. So, uh, 
I I that that's another thing that's coming up that I'm not looking uh, forward to. <laughs> but they haven't, yeah, they haven't touched on it in a while. But but, it's but they're giving us little little <clears throat> sprinkles of it. So yeah. get ready, y'all. Brace yourselves for this incest storyline. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, over so they're all at the church getting ready for the the wedding. Meanwhile, at the I just want to interject what's going on yeah. with David. He's at the jail and he gets to make his one phone call. He calls somebody and he says, um, it's, he says, yes, I found her. It's grace. It's definitely grace. Um, and if I know grace, which I do, she can't stop thinking about me. She'll be coming to see me soon. And that's what he uses one phone call for. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's why not to get a lawyer. Like, no, that's what he got. That's what he used his one phone call for, to call this person to be like, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. And then he says, and when she comes, I'm going to take her far, far away from here. Okay. So, bum, bum, go bum. so going back to the church, Ethan has a very nice conversation with Sam. Mm -hmm. I got to say, I got to say, I'm loving what's happening between the two of these yes, two characters. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. It's it's lovely to see. It's lovely to see um, Ethan really soften to Sam, and for Sam to see Sam embracing Ethan like as his yeah. son. Um, so anyway, they have a really nice conversation wherein Sam thanks Ethan for letting the girls. Um, uh, what is what are those children's names? Jessica. Uh, be a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, Jessica and Kay. Jessica and Kay and Charity be in the wedding because Charity yes. actually was in the wedding too, which yes, I was mad I about because who, who invited you here? But it felt I, like she invited herself because I never saw, I saw Ethan talk to um, Kay and I saw him eat, talk to Jessica and ask what, but I didn't see him talk to Charity. You know, I do, in my head, I play this little game where they're probably like, that's the weird one. That's, yeah. the, <laughs> that's the one that, that's the one. I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all what she did in this wedding. She handed out roses randomly yeah, as she came down she the aisle. An adult flower girl that gave out roses. But the flower girl does not hand out roses to people. Long she, stem roses. Yeah. Stems. They were like sticks, huge. She's such a weird girl. But anyway. <laughs> Can you imagine, baby? So now we're just because you hate her so much, I'm gonna give you this mental picture. Is that they were like, You're the flower girl, and she didn't know what that meant, so she went and plucked out these roses and just gave out roses to people. I, I'm sure that's exactly and I know how you it wouldn't went. put it past her. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how it went. You're the flower girl. Oh, okay. I've never been a flower girl before. I'm a, I'm so nervous, but I'll be the best flower girl. And then she goes and gets roses and hands them out, and everybody's like, Well, this bitch is so dumb. I but know anyway. there are no charity stands, but if you were one, would you be a, be a charity stand-ish? Ish? Stand-ish. You um, like that? You know, I, I would I, tell you to make a shirt, stands, but you wouldn't though. sell any. <sighs> People don't even know what her last name is. <laughs> I don't dislike chair no that's i can't even get it out i can't even get it out i don't like this <laughs> character i don't like this character she just at one point you know what we since we're on the topic <laughs> okay since I'll we're on the topic listen at one point 
they're all the girls are like in the bridal suite or whatever and they're getting ready to go out for the wedding because i actually this wasn't even in my notes because i was not even going to talk about it but she says to Kay and jessica oh yeah the next wedding we go to we all the next wedding where we will all be in will be mine and miguel's shut the fuck <laughs> up i'm sorry i just i can't stand her yeah. I cannot stand. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm being like petty. I know it. I know I'm being petty. It's but just the way some... she says things. It's the way she says yeah. things. It's so. I don't my know. Mom, like I told you, my mom never liked charity. My mom always would be very annoyed by charity charity storylines. It did impress her. And in Spanish, she would say, "Ella no tiene chiste." She has nothing about her that makes me want to root for her. She has nothing that gives her any flavor, any any passion. And so, um, so I could still hear my mom saying that all the time. She'd be so bored with Charity. Yeah. And speaking of Charity, she's been having, she's still been having that premonition about Charity, yeah. which we will get to. <laughs> we um, get that a lot. Yeah. Um. So let's go back to what we were talking about. Sorry, I yeah. got a little off track because I can't stand her. Um. So. David makes his one phone call. We're back at the church with Ethan discussing marriage with Sam. Sam says, first of all, he, he not apologizes, but he says, thank you for letting the girls be in the wedding. Ethan's like, of course, they're my sisters. Of Like, I want us to be a family. It was, it was really sweet. Um, and then Ethan asks Sam, he's like, I know this is a weird question, but I just need to know, like, the night that I was conceived, I know it was my mom's wedding night. And Sam stops him and is like, I know what you want to know. You want to know, and I want to put your mind at ease. You were conceived in love. And I, oh, God. Uh, he, I couldn't, I couldn't be mad at it. It like, it was sweet, I guess. It's just yeah. such a weird thing to want to know Yeah. about, ugh, I don't want to even want to think about the night I was conceived. Yeah, Are I you kidding? What? I think that I think a better a better way of saying it would have been like my mom always talked about your great love. I just wanted did you reciprocate that? Like is is that true? Right. And I think that is where you get your answer of like no, I totally loved your mother. And like when we you know, but then it was just like yeah, when I banged her that night that she yeah. married your fake dad, I loved her and <laughs> you are a baby of love. Like it's just, <laughs> So yeah, weird. he tells him he was conceived in love. It was yeah. anyway. I get um, what you're saying. Yeah. Sam says, I loved your mother. And if she hadn't married your father, if she had married me instead, we would still be married today because I believe in marriage. Marriage is forever, which is why I'll never be with your mom. I will always be with Grace because she's my wife and I love her. And marriage is forever. Grace overhears this conversation. And this conversation is so, so, so important. It's so important because it's marriage is forever. Marriage is forever. That's what I believe. Saying Sam says marriage is forever. Yeah. Well, let's see how you feel about that, Sam. For real, for real. Cause yeah. Grace overhears this conversation and decides, you know what? Sam's absolutely right. I need to go talk to David and get this whole thing straightened out because th there's a way. There's a chance he could destroy my marriage. What? 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 That was her yeah. reasoning. That was her reasoning. She's she, like, she, she, she wants took, to go see him because she thinks he's there to destroy her marriage. Yeah. She took Sam's comment as a call to action. Like, I need to go do this. This has to happen. I'm also like, I wrote, I, I, I rarely do this, but I did write, shut the fuck up. I was so mad. I was like, Grace, sit down. This boy's about to get married. Like, you don't go do this right now. Grace, but I know for the, yeah. 
sit down. Yeah. Sit down. You're rocking the boat. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You're rocking the boat. Look at the context of all of this. Like, can you imagine, you know, then you go see Pilar and Pilar's, you know, you're at the wedding reception and Pilar's like, where the fuck were you? Like, like, it doesn't make any sense that a person would go do this, choose this moment right now. But we're in a soap opera. We need a B story. And this is our B story for the week. And we, I mean, and this is... If I'll give her this, it's the perfect opportunity is that Sam is not going to be at the police station during his son's wedding. Um, but yeah, that's that's what it is. And Grace goes to the police station to go talk to David. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, she needs to sit down. The people yeah. all said, sit down, sit down. You're rocking the boat. Mm-hmm. People all said, sit down, sit down. You're rocking the boat. And the devil will pull you under by the shark lapel of your checkered coat. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You're rocking the boat. That used to be my shit. Sorry, I used that's to love Guys and musical, Dolls. That's one musical I have not been in. It's a little Guys and Dolls reference. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to dumbass Grace. So Grace goes to... <laughs> Grace goes to the jail to see David. She's like, she gets there. She's like, okay, I'm here. You said you would tell me what's going on. If I talk to you alone, let's talk. He seems to think she can let him out of jail. (laughs) Yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, And and first of all, God bless. David Hastings finally has full sentences to speak now. At Mm. least he has sentences. And and you're going to have to get used to his dry delivery of every line. Uh, It is... It is, it's, 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 it's a taxing. There we go. That's the word. Well, I'm, and I'm it, you know, what's interesting actually seeing, cause we will later on in this scene, see Sam and David acting together. Yeah. Right. And Sam is so like, just loud the entire time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, it is, yelling. it's great to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and David's just like, no, he, you know, just like very low tone. It's interesting. Those two different yeah. levels going at each other. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying. At one point, Grace Grace is having this. Con- they're, they're trying to figure out like who are you. They're gonna play this back and forth for a really like all week. Is who are you? How do I know you? How could you possibly know me? But at one point, Grace is like, I do believe like you're here, and and it's gonna mess with something because I've had premonitions. Now we in in the world of of passions and and in real life, we know what premonitions are. But David, the way he said, he was like premonitions, <laughs> like. <laughs> delivered it like the fuck are you what does that mean like i don't know what that means that, look, that's I, him going like i really need to get her out of this town yeah yeah oh i laughed so hard it was such a great delivery it just gets bypassed but the way he delivered i was like that's really funny he was like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> like what are premonitions um yes yeah, so they do go back and forth a lot of uh-huh. grace you remember me grace saying no i don't remember you they just a, that back and forth and back and forth um he insists you know you look look deep down try grace just try to remember yeah. grace you remember me and he says you knew me before sam and he she's he says sam doesn't know anything about us he has nothing to do with us and she, he says, that's why I didn't want to talk in front of him. Yeah. That, okay. That's that's, it makes no sense. None whatsoever. And she says, I don't know you. And she's ready to leave. Right. She's like, you know what? This was a mistake. I don't know you. And she's walking out and he grabs her by the arm yeah. through the jail cell. Yeah. And he, when he grabs her, Grace gets a premonition. She gets this yeah. flash. She, that's um, so Ravens right there. Yeah. Duh. 
<laughs> it's um, the future she can see. It, <laughs> it's so mysterious. Get, don't, don't don't play with me because that's my song right there. You know, if she could gaze into the future, then. so um. He grabs her, and as soon as he grabs her, she gets this That's So Raven style vision, and it's of him pulling her from one side and Sam pulling her from the other. They're both just, like, yanking on tug her arms. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing tug of war as if she's a fucking rope. <laughs> and um, then David wins out. He wins to Grace of War. <laughs> the Grace Tug of War. <laughs> He wins, he pulls her in, and she's sobbing. Like, she wants to go with Sam, but this yeah. man is pulling her from him. So she that freaks her out. She comes back, too, and that's when she tells him, like, I had a vision. He's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, more and more back and forth. I don't know you. Who are you? I don't know you. I wrote that down. That's my purse. I wrote that down. That's my purse. I don't know you. Yeah. To quote Bobby Hill um, of King of the Hill, if y'all don't know that, that episode in itself is a damn good episode. (laughs) It's on TikTok and it's memed everywhere. But David finally says the words, I am your husband. And... It's that she has a freak out moment. And he even says, Pan, in a very passionate delivery, Pandora's box has been opened, Grace. To which she's like, <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> That's my purse. That's my purse. <laughs> I love that you had that down and I wrote that down too. Verbatim. I don't know you. She does not know him. Yeah, like no. she keeps trying to tell him, I'm sorry, <laughs> I do not know you. Like I've never seen you before in my life at all. And so she's really upset. Once he says that he's her husband, she she starts falling to pieces. And he says she- to her, I'm telling you the truth, and deep down you know it. Gr- Grace is just she's a mess. She falls, she faints. He starts yelling at her because she because she fell. He's like, Grace, Grace, like in, in concern. Grace does what she does best besides make tomato soup cakes. She faints. Grace Those gonna, are her Grace, two superpowers. <laughs> Grace going to faint. That's one thing she gonna fall, she's going to fall out when she cannot handle some shit. That's how she got into this trouble in the first place. That's what probably <laughs> what happened in Boston when, when Sam fought, found her. She passed out. When she woke up, she didn't remember shit. That's right. So... Um, the cops hear him yelling, which, why did they let him, her in there with him alone anyway? That's Chief Bennett's wife, and you're just, I mean, I guess you'd be like, oh, I don't want to piss him off, but, like, how are you going to let her in there with the guy who abducted her? Like, it's it, just so yeah. dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Harmony so anyway, PD isn't the most, uh... Yeah, they, they're yeah, terrible, and here's why. Yeah. They come in... And they're like, oh, my God, what'd you do to her? And they pick her up and then place her on a cot <laughs> in the cell next to this man. Like he's in arms, of, like in arm's reach. Of yeah, he, like, is touching her. And my thing is, my thing is, we know it's not like, and it's not like this happened 400 episodes ago. Like, literally 20 episodes ago, 10 episodes ago, Sam was sleeping in a bedroom at this station. There's a whole ass bedroom in this station that Sam has been living in. Take her there. Why would you lay her on a dirty ass cot in a jail cell? 
next to the person next who to we, her yeah. attacker yeah. <laughs> I, it just these cops are horrible horrible <laughs> i would sue i would be suing yeah. the harmony pd i swear i would so he's laying she's laying there he's trying <laughs> to get her to come to and it's at this point that they call sam mm -hmm. who's at the church and the 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 service what is it a service what is it called a wedding the wedding yeah. The wedding hasn't started yet because y'all Ivy is late. So everybody's yeah. waiting on little Miss the, Ivy. Yeah. Sam and answers so, his phone in the middle of the wedding. I wrote, leaves his son's wedding to go check on Grace's stupid ass. That's what I wrote. I mean, what choice? What choice did he have? Yeah. What choice he I let to be to be fair. Yeah. To be fair, he's been absent the last 25 years. What's another 30 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> Minutes, you know true, what I mean? Yeah. Like mm, he hasn't been here this <laughs> that man's whole life. <laughs> That's so sad because then that means Ethan at that point has no parents at his <laughs> like he has no parents. He has he's got nobody because he's got Fox nobody. and Fancy and Purdy aren't there. He has I know. No Sheridan is there because she's getting married. <laughs> and he's not even related to her. <laughs> and you bring up a good point. Did he not invite his siblings to his wedding? Yeah. Or did they just not show up? Do they not show up? Yeah. Because where where the where is his, his family, only actually? siblings there are Kay and Jessica. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up. So anyway, <clears throat> um, Sam runs off to go deal with Grace um, because he said he'd been a deadbeat daddy for twenty five years. He can do it a few more minutes longer. And <laughs> So anyway, when he gets there, he brings Grace to, he's like mad at David. Like, what the hell did you do to her? Yeah, he lunges at him. We do a lot of, again, I'm going to do give y'all the quick of this because yeah. we do a lot of the back and forth. I don't know you, Grace. Yes, you do. Remember me, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Finally, Grace says, I have amnesia. And then, and that's when it clicks with David. Oh, no wonder you don't remember me, which... Okay. If you were married to somebody, I don't care if it was, I don't care how long ago it was, they would remember you. You are, he should have known something was wrong with her. So you mean to tell me this entire time he just thought she just couldn't recognize his face? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, you're right. He he just was like, why is she ignoring me? Like <laughs> Grace, you why remember dig what, what game is she playing? And so she says, I don't remember anything about the time before I met Sam. And he says, oh, that, that explains it then, because you and I were married. Oh, well, uh, there's a lot of back and forth. Eventually very, it all comes very, out. He gives some exposition. He was very, They were very, very young when they got married. Um, it, it's boring. It is really boring because yep. we all want to get to the wedding. And so me as a viewer of yesteryear and me as a viewer of today, it was hard to listen to him talk about it. But he does this like we were very, very young um, when we met. We fell in love very quickly. Um, and then I, I don't even know how he explains how she went missing. Well, Sam says to him, 
do you have any proof? Because Which once he once he smart. tells Sam, once he says to Sam, I'm her husband, Sam like is flying off the handle. He's like, that's a lie. He tries to explain to Grace, this man's a con man. She's yeah. saying, why would he con for what? What's the con? Which I also understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> I understand she both said, sides of this. We don't even have a house. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what does he want with me? What does right? he want? We don't and have a house. I understand both sides of this because Sam says, well, he's just a sicko. He's a yeah. stalker. He saw your picture in a magazine and then he came yeah. to stalk you. And so I, I do understand both sides there of this. There is smarts on both sides because, yeah, what if he, because he's like, you can tell I'm a photographer. Like, it's a simple, like, internet Yahoo search or whatever. Ask Jeeves search at the time. <laughs> I'm David Hastings, the photographer. But he, but Sam, I, I'm like, it makes no sense because where is the proof, right? Mm -hmm. And then he explains about this. It's, I know, oh, look at your eyes roll. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it is really stupid. Uh, don't you remember the name of my boat? I don't know what the name of the boat was. I couldn't, every time he would mumble it. And so I don't know. Yeah, he was think. mumbling it, right? Yeah. And all I heard was like, I heard like, He'd be like don't you Poche. remember our boat? The book, book, book. And yeah, like, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was like the Monge. Mon mon yeah. yeah. So I was I'm like, like, I don't. Um, omelette from Mange. I'm like, <laughs> what did he say? And so, whatever the name of the boat was, had every piece every piece of evidence i'm like you didn't mean to tell me you didn't cast away and have helen hunt in a pocket watch somewhere no everything is gone it sank it's at the bottom of the ocean he can give you the coordinates of where it went down but all of the proof is in the bottom of the ocean and right. to which sam is like how fucking convenient right this is really convenient you have no evidence which is bullshit because if you are married anywhere there is a copy of that marriage certificate to wherever you got married right it has to be there so it's just a big old mess yeah. but we're trying to make it make sense so here we are yeah it there there's proof to be found yeah like, oh yeah you know we can find the proof because yeah. it is court and public records somewhere um so they can find that pretty easily yeah, and i mean and i don't know if we made it evident but yes he does <laughs> tell grace like tell him what i told you tell him i'm your husband and that's a big revelation so sam has to to that's what sam's negotiating like trying to feel like this is bullshit this is bullshit so yes David tells this whole story about how the last time he saw Grace, because he's like, there's things are coming to me. All of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden he's like, well, because they're ready to leave. Grace yes. is like ready to give it up. She's like, okay, I, I, I'm with you, Sam. And then as they're leaving, he's like, wait, I remember something. Your maiden, your maiden name is Standish. Why wouldn't you leave with that? What do you yeah. mean you just now are remembering that? Yeah. Then he says, oh, it was like it was all coming to him all yeah. of a sudden. It's like you yeah. came across the world to no, find you, this lady. Yeah. You didn't you think of all the things you knew about already. her. Yeah. And so then he's like, and you have a twin sister named Faith. And the last time I saw you, you were on your way to Boston to see her. And yeah. that makes them kind of turn around and be like, wait, yes. okay. That, that really puts something in grace to be like how does he 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 clearly knows me yeah yeah so yeah. uh i don't know it, it, it was it, just it, funny it, it was just funny because when when david said that his boat sank <laughs> oh yeah 
when David said that his boat sank um, when Sam asked for proof that Grace was his wife or that they even knew each other, he, <laughs> Sam was like, yeah, likely story, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Sam like, was very funny in all of this. Oh, yeah, Sam was very funny in all of this. Um, but he, I was agreeing with him. It was just like, this is all bullshit. Like, this is so dumb. Like, why are we believing him? Yes. Uh, so Grace eventually tells him she doesn't remember him and asks what he wants from her. And he says, I love you, Grace, and I want you back. So we we're where we finally got to what it is that he wants. What's this man's yeah. objective? He says, I love you, Grace, and I want you back. And um yeah, he tells her all that stuff about how he knows her maiden name and um where her, the last time he saw her going to visit her sister. And that's enough for Grace to believe that he does, in fact, know her. And I yeah. that's where I, we ended with them this week. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah, that's good. Because, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to watch, but there was a lot of back and forth, which, again, that's what soap operas do. But it wasn't bad. It was at least we know he claims to be her husband and both of those people now know that that's what he's saying. And so at least we got a revelation, which is a lot for passions to it's give us a, a lot. And yeah. again, and to be fair to passions too, they gave us this revelation fairly quickly. Yes. David showed up 10 episodes ago. Yeah. So they, they gave us that pretty quickly. Cause we um, got mysterious man coming, mysterious man coming, mysterious man coming for a really, really long time. And then we saw him. And so it's pretty fast. Yeah. Well, passion. and th again, from the time that from the time that we saw him for the very first time to now, it's been maybe twenty episodes. It like yeah. maybe. It's it, impressive. It, yeah, they yeah. they don't normally we don't normally get it that fast. So thank you, passions. Actually, I know this also drags on forever. Like they, <laughs> after this happens, and I'm sorry, I want to say something. <laughs> because this is a podcast so and that's what i'm supposed yeah. to be doing no what i want to say is about grace's whole thing about marriage the whole because like i said that in that um conversation between sam and ethan was so important because grace overheard it and she agreed yeah. that marriage is forever and that means if she was married to David before she was married to Sam, her marriage to Sam is not valid, number one. And number two, she um, is going to honor, stay with David. Yeah. She's going to she honor should. that marriage. But here's the thing. He's, David, by his own admission, said that they got married very young. He, he said we were kids when we got married. She shouldn't have to honor that. No, and 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 again, it's it's just it's funny. I brought up Castaway earlier. It's like she just you you thought something else happened. It's not her fault that she doesn't have that anymore. So she still has to honor something she does not. She can't recall like that is. And also, I wouldn't put that on anybody. And also, this woman has been with Sam for over twenty years. He says, yeah. Over because, 20 like, years. Noah's 20 something. I mean, like. They have three children together. Yeah. They have a whole life that they have lived together. The last time, Grace, the maximum amount of time that Grace spent with David was maybe three years. If he yeah. says they were kids when they got married, mm -hmm. maybe three, maybe five years. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I don't think they were married that long before she disappeared. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Sam, her her marriage to Sam far outweighs that marriage to this David yeah. person, and she has a whole ass family with him. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna uproot you're gonna break up your entire like you're gonna even think about breaking up your whole fucking family for this man who just showed up out of the blue. I know I'm I'm slightly spoiling things, but I'm already so say, irritated. I, you're making me remember stuff now. I'm already so irritated with Grace because you see where we all see where this is headed. We yeah. all see where this is headed, where she's like, well, marriage is forever, and I have to honor my commitment to this random man that I don't even remember. If he was so when, important, you will remember yeah. him. When Tabitha said that somebody was coming into her life that would ruin things, this is the person, and it is going to mess with with the Bennett family a lot. Yeah, yeah. So The Bennett family as an entire structure. Yeah. It... So. it, it this I again I remembered this week that this is where the turn comes for Grace. Yes, for and it's Whitney. funny now that you put that seed in my head. I'm like, okay, because I kept going. It really was after you all did that interview with the actress that I was like, man, it was so cool getting to hear from her. And now, and as an adult, I'm like, oh, Grace is. But then you, when you were like, no, I think this is where annoying Grace comes, and I'm like, oh, now it's stuck in my head, and I'm like, maybe this is where I found her insufferable. This is where the turn comes. Yeah. Because you already know what's coming. Still respect I the actress, can already but see now I'm coming. like, yeah, they're writing her to be like, yeah, to to have to adhere to this silly storyline. Yeah. And, and, and to be doing it in such a way that it's like, well, this is, this is like my, my godly duty. I already yeah. see that that's what's coming, right? Like yeah. we, we got married before God and like, I have to honor my commitment and this marriage isn't actually valid. She sucks. Sorry. Yeah. She doesn't suck yet. She, actually, yes, she verge. does. Cause why does she leave yeah. the wedding to go over here to talk to this man? That's actually. So, okay. Speaking of the wedding, going to the chapel, but we ain't gonna get married. Yeah. <laughs> going to the chapel, Ooh. but we ain't getting married. Whoa. So let's. Oh, we're here. It's time. It's it is time. Ding dong. Again, just to commemorate, this is a huge monumental moment for the soap opera passions. Like I remember the commercials being like, it's the double wedding. Here we're coming. It's passions. Blah blah blah. What blah. Like it, I can hear it in my head. There was such a buildup to this. Huge buildup. I remember I used to look at Soap Opera Digest magazine the at this grocery stores, mm. and that was a huge spread in them. The double wedding, the double wedding, the double wedding. This is a huge, huge thing. And 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 again, it's a turning point. Just like Ethan's paternity, this is another turning point where we don't we're we don't there's no coming back from this, and it's yeah. exciting. Here we are. It's exciting, but it's also so sad. I just yeah. wanted them all to get married, and I knew it wasn't going to happen. Like, I knew happy. it wasn't going to happen, but... Okay, so, <clears throat> we start out happy, okay? We start out at this church. The brides arrive to the church. They are stunning. They look beautiful. They look beautiful. beautiful. However, I do want to point out that when they arrive to the church, and I... I the, this has to be this had to be on purpose when they arrived to the church the music that's playing is an aria and i i heard it and i was like is that lasha kyopianga no no that's pachelbel's canon which is fine which is fine wedding music no this was lasha kyopianga which is a handle aria from an opera from uh called rinaldo 
and <laughs> it goes, I like snow. I'm excited. I like singing. Goes, it goes like that, right? Yeah. But if you don't know what the... I, I was like, why the fuck would they be playing Lasha Kyopianga? <laughs> because the words, the translation of this song is like Lasha Kyopianga means like let me weep, let me cry. Because the girl, the 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 woman who's singing this has been like abducted and is like never gonna see her love again. And she's trapped and um it is like let me weep. Um I wrote it down. Yeah, let me weep my cruel fate, and I should have freedom. That's what it is. Let me weep my cruel fate and I should have freedom. The duel infringes the duel, like something, the fight infringes within these twisted places where she is. There's people fighting, right? They're trying to fight. And she says, in my sufferings, I pray for mercy. What the fuck kind of shit would you play that at a wedding for? Like, why would you play that at a wedding? First of all, thank you for sharing your opera knowledge with us. Uh, Second, now I'm like trying to sit there going, who is best fitting this song? Oh, uh, it's it's our it's our brides. It's every it's it's, it's yeah. our brides and our grooms. It, it was like it was actually like and that's why I said it must it had to have been on purpose. It had mm-hmm. to have been on purpose uh, because if it w- I mean if it wasn't and somebody just chose a pretty song that that's a hilarious mistake to make. <laughs> it's a hilarious mi- mistake to make. But if they did yeah. it on purpose, it's so it's so good because yeah. it's like this music is beautiful. And if you don't know what it's about, like it actually is about sad pain suffering and these lovers who will never be together yeah these lovers who will never be together yeah and yeah and it's it's i it was i'm sorry it was just such a good moment that i was i got like i was i heard and i was like oh my god okay passions hey hey. okay passions i love a moment like that but anyway the brides arrived the sad ass song is playing but it sounds beautiful um, they look stunning. Oh, they're gorgeous. Uh, um, the, the everything. Let before we get into what's going on at the church, let's very quickly talk about the fact that the fact that Ivy has seen the tabloid. She's yes. locked in her room, cannot get out. She tries because like multiple pre- ways. Like, yeah, because earlier Julian had changed the locks on them, or the doorknobs had been changed, or something. Yeah, the door they like with fucked her. with her doorknobs. So when yeah. she tried to leave, it came off. And yeah, then she and was like locked in. Yeah, yeah, and she can't get out. She's seen the tabloid. She's like, uh, she's going Enraged. on. She says, yeah. that two-faced little traitor, Teresa is going to die. Like she yeah. she starts violently stabbing the tabloid picture. It's violent. No, she's violently stabbing like a picture of Teresa that she had on her yeah. desk. Yeah. And um, she she's trying to get to the church, but she is stuck. Uh, Ivy tries for the all of these episodes for a long time just to get to the church. Like the first three episodes is her trying to get out, like figuring out how to get out but again the staff is all gone she's stuck there like yeah. there's, there's no way yeah I was gonna I'm say, if you want i mean uh, another option is to be able to talk about alistair rebecca and julian i mean they are in the house with her um which is really frustrating and annoying in itself um but they are watching from their yes the comfort of of julian's library and alistair, actually, alistair has yeah alistair has set up a feed specifically for Julian to and Rebecca to watch and he's in his office somewhere else eating yeah. peanuts eating peanuts by the way which is peasant food I call peanuts peasant food I don't like them myself but, but if you also, do that doesn't mean you're peasant but I'm just saying it's just a weird thing for Alistair of all people to be eating 
Yeah, but he's also a pig about it. Like, he's just throwing his shit all over the fucking desk. It looks nasty. Like it's uh, Logan's steakhouse or whatever yeah. Logan's. and why is this asshole always playing with a baseball and a baseball glove? I'm like, I know he cannot. Ugh, it's so. They're you just... know that man has zero athleticism whatsoever. <laughs> you know he can't know. throw a ball. They're he just, can't again, get a ball. They want to give us more hand acting, hand acting, acting. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hand yeah. acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, they're watching the whole feed. Alistair keeps saying, you know, Sheridan has to die today. If she doesn't die at this wedding, then you better hope that your that gun in your desk better be loaded because you yes. have to kill her one way or another. He keeps saying that. So now we're like escalating to like you you're gonna have to shoot Sheridan point blank, period. Yeah. Um oh, uh, there's a couple funny things in this throughout this because um at one point uh he does acknowledge that he knows that Gwen tried on the ring at one point and like almost died and yeah. and Rebecca's like oh Alistair thank you for your concern over Gwen and he was like uh I'm not concerned about Gwen at all I didn't care I was worried that it messed with Sheridan dying today then that was my concern uh same thing throughout all of this he's you know Rebecca's hoping that Ivy will get to the church um Alistair makes it very clear if Ivy messes with Sheridan's wedding, then he's going to kill Rebecca. He, so like, he's just like, I, no matter what Sheridan needs to die today, that is his function. And he tells both Julian and Rebecca, if it doesn't happen, their hides are next. Mm-hmm. Your ass is mine. Your <laughs> butt is mine. That's what he said. Um, so <laughs> yes, they're all watching the wedding. Um, so and, let's and talk. Julian's very remorseful. I mean, like he, <sighs> like you said last week, it, 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 he's just like, it, I'm sure his stomach's just, just turning. It's very evident by Ben Masters acting is that yeah. like, he's very he's, conflicted. He's conflicted, but it's like, you did this. But, and he, and, and it's about his own like yeah. guilt. His, it's, it's about him still. Yeah. Yes. He, he's remorseful about what's going to happen to Sheridan, but it's more about like, he did it the promise to his mom like all of that stuff it's he could die next like it's it's all about him yeah he he definitely is still he feels bad about it but he also feels that it is in a way necessary like i don't know I, yeah. julian is such a comp uh, believe it or not julian's such a complicated character yeah you know he's he, he is. really is such a complicated character and i feel like that's why I often, I have said on this podcast probably multiple times, like, I feel for Julian, oh, but I, I also it. can't stand him, you know? Oh. It's, he's he's a complex character. Like, kudos oh, because, to Passions, honestly, on that. Yeah, and because you and I know his trajectory, like, we have sympathy towards him. Like, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, we know where his storyline will eventually go. Like, yeah. I, I, I know that you are right. He's complex. That's what I'll say at that. But I do yeah. enjoy him. And I, I think, think it he's... also has to do with the charm of Ben Masters. It's mm -hmm. like, I, like, I like him. And therefore, by proxy, I like Julian. He plays it so well that you kind of can't help but he yeah. like him. You know, yeah. but um, I, I think thing. I would venture to say that Julian as a character is the most complicated character. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think he's the most complicated character. He definitely has a ridiculously changing metamorphosis throughout this yeah. entire series. Yeah, he's definitely the most characters. Good. 
complicated character. So let's talk about this wedding. Yes. Um, the wedding is being held up. Everything's ready to go, but Ivy is nowhere to be seen. Nobody yeah. can find Ivy. Everybody's like trying to call her. But remember, um, Julian had her private line in her room, um, dis Cut. disconnected. Yeah. And she left her cell phone on the table outside of her room and now she's locked into inside of her room so people are calling her but they can't get through to her and um everything's very lovely the wedding's ready to begin sam is acting as sheridan's father basically gonna walk her down the aisle which was an interesting yeah. little tidbit that was I'm, interesting choice yeah yeah i don't know who else would have done it though so yeah i i thought the same thing too. i feel like sam's a fair choice um or i mean she could have just walked by herself mm-hmm who walked Teresa down the aisle? Miguel? Uh, her uncle. Her oh, okay. Tio. Okay. Because Pilar, so I wrote that down. Uh, if y'all wanted to know what the wedding lineup looked like, uh, it was um, random man walks down Pilar. Um, uh, Father Lonigan comes down next. Uh, Charity, the oldest flower girl ever. Um, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica walks down with Miguel. Ross and Kay um we do get reese there he he does say that the brides look gorgeous he's hadn't been here in a while so and it's weird for him to be in the wedding why is he in the wedding <laughs> who is he there for good for Kay. his his but his she's not getting married <laughs> she's not getting married why would well, he then, be in why would yeah. he be in luis's wedding sheridan's wedding um yeah Ethan's wedding. Ethan yeah. doesn't even know the guy, right? Yeah. Like it is funny though because when Reese and Kay are walking down that aisle, the camera does uh, show a beautiful uh, uh, shot of Kay just looking at Reese, like God, why am I with this stupid idiot? Like yeah. it's so funny. Gwen is walking him. down with Hank. Chad walks down with Whitney. Sam walks with Sheridan, and Teresa is with her uncle. Yeah. Uh, the Everything ceremony... makes sense except for Reese. Yeah, the ceremony is, if, if you don't mind me chatting about it, the ceremony Yes, please really talk about the ceremony. Let's talk about yeah, the ceremony. So first of all, it begins with Father Lonigan saying, Chad has selected a song for the mariachi band to play specifically. But I'm like, okay, well, okay, Chad Harris doing his research, because I don't know what song that was that the mariachi band played, but they play it. Uh, they do do a lot of uh, Mexican uh, traditions here, which I was impressed by, Mexican Catholic traditions. Um, and, and Father Lonigan goes on to explain them. Uh, for example, the wedding lasso. Do, do you know any of these things? Mm -mm, or, no, I've never heard of stuff? them before. I was waiting on you actually to, to chime in because I said, you know what, if anybody <laughs> knows if this is real or bullshit, Eric will know. This is really, and I wish I was impressed and, and I was reminding my mom, I was like, oh, they actually depict this stuff, which is cool. So first of all, the wedding lasso, they, uh, Father Lonigan explains it. The lasso is uh, there and theirs is a rope. Um, sometimes, uh, in, uh, depending on, again, I'm not speaking for all Latinos. I was like, this is just what I know, um, is that oftentimes it is beads. Uh, it's, it's really beautiful looking beads, uh, clear beads. Um, you'll, uh, oftentimes it's made of two rosaries that are connected together. So you put the loops of the rosaries onto the two people and it binds them together. Um, uh, my mom, um, so these are called uh, you often have padrinos. Padrinos are like the godparents or like you are saying the sponsors of something. My parents for uh, many, many times have been asked to be the padrinos for my cousins and people getting married because my mom and dad have been married for many, many years. And so you often ask the people in charge of the lasso 
of you, you ask a couple that is has been married for many many years to kind of you know kind of bless your union and so they'll put the one loop on one partner and one loop on the other and it connects them together but all of it was described very very well by father lonigan um uh, las aras those are he he explains that that there are 13 coins that is basically basically trying to talk about um Yes, prosperity in in like your union. Um, what it stems from is this old tradition of like earn. It really means earnest money in Spanish, mm -hmm. uh, and so it's like this groom's promise to provide for the family. Um, and then the other tradition that they talk about there is that they have four bouquets um, because it's a double wedding. Uh, there is a bouquet that the bride has, but then there's a set of flowers or a set of uh, another bouquet that is off offered to a um, a memorial, either a statue or a portrait of the Virgin Mary. And at some point during the ceremony, the bride does get up, brings the flowers to the Virgin Mary and offers that to them. So those were very specific things that I was like, I don't know who did the research on that, but I was very proud of Passions for doing it. They don't go into too much detail, but they give about like one or two sentences to explain it. And that was another bit of filler, that, but it was very pretty that they, they acknowledged it. I was impressed. Oh, the fact that they got any of it right is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Frankly. Um, and I so was shocked. thank you for the explanation. And yeah, they did. It was, and it was cool. Like it was beautiful. The whole ceremony I wrote, it, the oh, wedding yeah. is happening. It's lovely. The whole thing is oh, yeah. lovely. I Very also wrote Gwen, Gwen is in agony. Cause she's standing up there just mortified and well, trying and to figure was, out where is Ivy? Oh, yeah. Where is Ivy? Oh, that was so much fun. But I was also thematically like, I'm like the bridesmaids, they don't have any bridesmaids uniform dresses. Uh, am I wrong in that? Like, well, here's the thing. Really? Who was there weren't any bridesmaids. They yeah, had two so, they had two maids of honor and then the girls were doing their the girls were doing like a reading like the um yeah. Kay, Jessica and yeah. Charity. They weren't really bridesmaids. They were just and he just asked them to be part of the wedding. So there never yes. would have been any time for them to yeah. get any kind of uniform dress. I would I will say I would have at least told them what color to wear if it was my it, wedding. Yes, yeah. because there should have been some uniformity to it because Gwen is the only one that looks like she's in a bridesmaid's outfit. Yeah, That's she's what in a, I wrote down. She's in a she's purple like in dress. Like a, yeah. And I, then I think did you like I feel Whitney's like outfit? I feel like Whitney was in a bridesmaid's dress. Whitney's they both outfit, were in bridesmaid's dresses. Whitney's outfit had like had like duality to it. Like, first of all, it looked like I will not get the word right, but like it looked it looked Asian. It had like like when she had the collar up, she had a bit uh, a collar uh, pinned up at one point, and then she like undid it, and ha it had like a different look. It had like multiple looks. I really? It was cool. Yeah, I gotta if, find it because I didn't. If you look at her at the beginning of the week, she has like a collar at the very beginning. And then at the end, it changes. But it's the same outfit. It just was like, it did something different. And I was kind of like, ooh, this is kind of cool. It was different. But her outfit's so different than everybody else's outfit in the wedding. I think she had on. So here's what I feel like. These are two different weddings happening at the same time. <laughs> right? So Teresa chose what she wanted Whitney to wear. And yeah. Sheridan chose what she wanted Gwen to wear. I yeah. cannot, I don't see. Oh, wait, here's, is that Whitney? Um, Here, um, but anyway, the, um, 
Oh, wait, there she is. What they so they they're having two different weddings, yeah. and I can only see all I can see is what that's what I thought. Her shit was strapless. I don't I didn't see this stuff at the beginning of the week. Okay, I'll find it because it, it was interesting. But anyway, um, it, it it's the it's such a weird like you would think that they made a choice to have a double wedding, but it really looks like you just said perfectly two weddings happening at the same time. Yeah. Which you would think a double wedding would have a little bit more like, oh, okay, uh, let's thematically figure out how we're doing all of this. You know, that's interesting. That's interesting that you say that because that never even crossed my mind. And Which is why a double wedding is so stupid, right? Because in my <laughs> mind, no, seriously, because in my mind, of course they're having two different weddings. Like, of mm -hmm. course that's what a double wedding is because you have two brides and they're not going to come yeah. to a general consensus about what everything's supposed to be necessarily yeah um i don't know i don't know this was a dumb wedding let let's go it was it was dumb poorly conceived from the beginning like it literally yeah. was all based on a fortune cookie so let's just let's just steam ahead yes <laughs> we got plenty to talk about um okay so the ceremony continues Ivy finally gets out of her bedroom because because um Gwen not Gwen Rebecca is watching this wedding and wondering where the hell is Ivy where is Ivy where is Ivy nobody knows where Ivy is she's waiting for Ivy to show up at the wedding and it dawns on her that Ivy is in the is upstairs you showing me what this girl's okay. wearing oh yeah what the hell that she was took that off that was at the top of the week, but it is the It's same a shawl. Outfit, but, it's a oh, wrap. Oh, thank you. But do you see how I was confused? Because I can yeah, see how, I can see like how you're confused. With like really pretty um, embroidery on it and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so I was it's very- It's pretty. Confused. It's a wrap. Oh, it looks badass. Yeah, it looks yeah. really cool. But I was like, this has no theme whatsoever. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. She 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 okay. took it off for the actual wedding because she was like yeah, in a strapless. Got another, yes, it looks really cool. The yeah. change looks better. Um, yeah, yeah. That, both both outfits look amazing. The change looks really cool as well. That's yeah. What I she just took her little shawl off, but yeah. um, where was I? What was I saying? I'm Something so about sorry. Ivy. It's okay. Uh... Oh, Rebecca. Oh, yes. Let's find about Rebecca. This dumbass wants Ivy to get over there no matter what. Why wouldn't she go fucking look for Ivy in the mansion? That would have been because the first she thought, thing that I did. She thought Ivy was gone. Yeah. I, she, from the way she's talking, she thought Ivy had been gone. She didn't. And they do she, hear her yell, so they know she knows. And mm -hmm. Rebecca does tell Julian, hey, I know what happened. There's a tabloid coming out. So Julian knows. Alistair knows. But... I cannot believe that Rebecca would not, like, after all those phone calls, after watching that Ivy's not there. To go check. She wouldn't think to just go look for her. She So it finally does dawn on her that that um, Ivy well, is trapped in her room. Well, the reason is because Ivy, like, chucks this uh, log from the fireplace in out of the window. And yeah. they're like, what was that noise? Nobody else is here. So I was like, oh, shit, Ivy's still here. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. So she finally goes upstairs and, and frees Ivy. She manages to get her out 
of the room. I do Ivy. love the body slam that Rebecca did because she's Bless so little heart. and little. Yeah. Like you aren't gonna do nothing. She tried, she tried to run. The, she tried to ram the door down. She obviously <laughs> could never do that. So, um, she but she does eventually get her out by like using like a big candlestick to like break the yeah the the hinge or whatever you call that thing. Whatever it don't matter. She got her out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I Ivy gets out. And she just just runs. She's like, I'm gonna kill Teresa, blah, 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 blah. She runs. Um, Rebecca's like, run, Ivy, run. Yeah. She, Rebecca, she says something like she's gonna kill Teresa. And then Rebecca says, kill her as dead as a three-day-old taco. Ole. I'm <sighs> like, come on, man. But also, like, it all, doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. That's what it, I wrote down. I was like, it makes it, no, that's not a saying. That's it doesn't saying, make any fighters. sense. How is, how, how much more dead is a taco on day one than it is on day three? It doesn't make any sense. And she ends it with a ole. Girl. Um, I don't know. It's that shit makes me laugh. I'm like, look at this shitty writing. And it was so dumb. They go out of their way to be as racist as they can. And it's oh, not yeah, even oh, good. They, yeah. they got but, it all out of their system in passions. So, um, Ivy gets to driving. She gets stuck in traffic, but eventually she gets past that too, which apparently, yes. apparently it's tourist season in, in harmony. Yes. And uh, so the traffic is terrible. That's what I, that's what Julie, not Julian, Lord Jesus. That's what Luis, that is what Luis says yeah. to like somebody in the church when they're asking about Ivy. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sure she just got, got stuck in traffic. You know, it's, it's tourist season. Yeah. So the traffic is horrible. Tourist season. Yeah. <laughs> what do y'all have to tour? Uh the 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 lobster shack. Um the book cafe. The book cafe. The youth center. I guess there's a beach there, uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, the the now there's a new attraction. It's called um hell house hole in hole in the ground <laughs> that actually would that actually would attract a lot of tourists actually if they if they decided to market that they absolutely could yeah they absolutely there was could. once a house here and now there's remnants of hell here yeah come come one come all see the pit of see the pit from whence hell came so okay well, we do get the iconic shot of ivy driving the like hauling ass in the car and i remember that in trailer for the for this week like they were showing ivy driving to the church she drives to the church and she's like oh good there's the church and she's like making the turn in and then you they're starting the vows in yes. in the church you're like okay let's do the vows and you know father lonigan's doing proceeding and then you hear and louis i think it's a louise who says it first he's like somebody's driving a little close yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then ivy just crashes into the church from the back she crashes in in her car she's just sitting there in her car and she says well at what did she say she, i think she said oh, at well, least i didn't have to i made it yeah, yeah I, she's i think she said at least i didn't have to waste time parking yeah, yeah i think it's what she says that. yeah but this is iconic. This is so cool. I, I sent this to my mom. I, I showed a clip. I recorded it as I was watching it. My mom goes, I remember all of that. I remember all of that. And I'm like, 
it's been years. It's not like me where I'm like, I'll casually look up a clip every once in a while prior to this this podcast. No, my mom doesn't have anything to do with this. And she's like, I remember this because it was huge. It yeah. was huge. And I what a great way to stop the wedding. Well, stop it. It does. It definitely stops. Everything stops. She she crashes into the, <laughs> to the church. Everybody's shocked as well they should be. Um, Ethan realizes it's his mom. He's like, oh, my God. And he rushes to go and help her because it seems she's just had an accident. She gets out of the car. She's a little dazed or whatever. But then she says, Ethan, you have to stop this wedding. You have to stop it now. And he says... I don't know if you've noticed, but you kind of already stopped it when you yeah, crashed your true. car. When you crashed, when you drove your car in, it stopped. It is thoroughly yeah. stopped, mother. Um, uh, our Artia Cristina says, not even our telenovelas get this weird. So, yeah, again, yeah it was, it, everybody's kind of, and, and she's in a daze. At least that's what I had to chalk it up to because she doesn't yeah. go straight and stop it. She's kind of just. I mean, I would be in a daze too. After I don't think she intended to do that. No, I don't think she. Yeah. In, I don't think that was her intent to drive into the church like that. So yeah. yes, I think, she, and I don't. I don't think Ivy had a plan. No, like, I, she I, had no plan. She had no plan. She just knew she needed to get there. Yeah. And so finally, she says to Ethan, "I will not. I will not allow any more damage to be done to my son." And then she, and then Ethan hugs her, and then Father Lonigan is like, "Okay, well, let's go on with the wedding." Yeah, he's like, "Let's we can go deal. on with the wedding." Yeah, he goes, "We can deal with the car later." <laughs> Sir, your church is no longer structurally sound. Everybody needs to get the fuck out of here. And for a police officer, Louise, like, listen, y'all know you can, people cannot still be inside of this building when a car just came through it. Yeah. No. Y'all can't still be in here. Everybody and has to leave. You have to evacuate. And just so we all know the kind of person Ivy is, she does say, I will pay for this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll pay for all the damage, but I couldn't wait one more moment while my son is being damaged and hurt. And yeah. um, then the whispers start around the church. Everybody's kind of whispering to each other, basically saying, Ivy's acting very strange. Uh, yeah, yeah, strange. That's an yeah. understatement. That is the understatement of the year. Ivy's acting yeah. strange. She just drove her car into the church <laughs> and she's like ranting. <laughs> and so then Charity says, oh, she's so annoying. Charity says, something's wrong. Ivy is furious. Something, ba <laughs> something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, really, Charity? Oh, did your premonition tell you something bad is going to happen? Did you not see the fucking car? Yeah. The something Charity. bad has happened. It Here's is happening. Back. That's yeah. the thing. The 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 something bad is happening. Yeah. What are you what are you something bad's gonna happen? It is happening. What are you talking she, about? She was like, uh, what's her face from Mean Girls? She grabbed her breasts and went, There are it's a 30% chance it's already raining. Already raining, <laughs> yeah. So Ivy is like dazed, she's speechless, she doesn't have any to, anything to say. Ethan and Teresa try to like walk her to her seat and she's giving Teresa like these wild eyed looks. Oh, it's so good. Ugh. Like, ugh. but she can't get it out. Like she can't get the words out, but she's just giving her like this wild look. Yeah. And <clears throat> they try to walk her to her seat. And then she says, there's something she needs to tell them. She says to Ethan, there's something I need to tell you. Um, 
But everybody's just standing around. Everybody's oh, just standing around. Yeah. We stand around for a while. Teresa has no clue that something is wrong, which she should have had a little bit of a yeah. clue, a little bit of yeah. an inkling that something was this wrong is... as far as Ivy, and it had something to do with her. She should have yes. figured that out, yeah. um, especially the way Ivy was looking at her and the fact that she, Ivy kept saying, I don't want any more damage to be caused to my son, my yeah. son. So um, she says she has to tell them something. They're all standing around. Teresa has no clue that something is wrong. She's trying to talk to Ivy and she says, oh, you're going to love the rest of the ceremony. Like we're trying to go on as business as usual, which yeah. is crazy considering this lady crashed her <laughs> Mercedes Benz S class into a church into this cathedral it's sitting back there it's probably still the key is still in the ignition it's probably still going here's the other thing uh, that I, before we get into the juice right i don't know if you uh, if you heard this but at some point they make mention that there is a wedding happening after theirs so they yes. need to get out of the church <laughs> can you imagine going and showing up and there's a car inside <laughs> where you're about to get married <laughs> That was nuts. Like, because Father Lonigan mentions it a couple of times. It's funny because he's trying to rush them along, right? Yeah, he's like, y'all yeah. need to hurry up because I have another <laughs> wedding to perform. Like, I, you know, there's more people to marry here today. And yeah, like, no, Father Lonigan, nobody with any good sense is going to get married in this church today. Can, nobody I mean, with good sense would come in my beautiful bridal gown and I get there and there's a Mercedes Benz in the middle, rubble <laughs> all over the place. No, oh, we're getting married outside. Yeah. Obviously. Oh my god. Obviously. Yeah. So So just so you know, in the world of harmony, somebody else is getting married. There's, there's somebody else scheduled. There's someone else on the schedule today. There's other people scheduled for their wedding today. I laughed so hard when I I think it's Luis that mentions there's you know, well they say it several times, but Luis at one point said it and I laughed so hard thinking God bless that little couple that's going to the church and getting excited to get married. There's a car in the first back eight rows. Yeah, they ain't getting married today either. So, Teresa's trying to talk to Ivy. She's talking to her very sweetly, saying, Mrs. Crane. And then she says, um, you're going to love the rest of the ceremony, Mrs. Crane, or I guess I should call you mother. Child, the yeah. look that Ivy gave her, Ivy is fuming. So good. Fuming. The look this lady gave her, and then she just rushes up to the altar, and she says, I have to protect you, Ethan. I have to protect you. And she says, excuse me, everyone, but before this wedding can go any further, I have an announcement to make. Oh, it was just so sharp and crisp. I, she's so good, this actress. And she's got the the tabloid clutched in her hands. That's the mm -hmm. other thing, too. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if Father Lonigan knows what's about to happen. <laughs> like, because well, he, Father he knows Lonigan, all the secrets. Father Lonigan, and that's something that pissed me off. Oh, good. I'm happy. I'm, I I'm going to tell down. you why this pissed me okay. off so bad. It's because we just saw the episode where Father Lonigan heard out Gwen's confession. He knows that Gwen is the person who sent that tabloid. And he stands there that entire time listening to this bullshit and never, ever speaks up for Teresa. This man is no man of God. 
He's bound by the sanctity of that room that he cannot say anything. No, this man is no man of God. No, no, because that's how do you let that happen? That's come on. But anyway, like we haven't even gotten to it yet. Oh. So let's get to it. So she's standing. Ivy's up there. I wrote down the entire monologue. I wrote down a lot of it, too, because it was amazing. It's so good. Um. So, she, yeah, she says she has an announcement to make. And then she explains the the circumstances of yeah. of Ethan's paternity reveal. We just get that kind of recapping. Yeah. She's, yeah. So. So that's that's the first half of that model. Mm -hmm. Would you like me to indulge you? I mean, go off, King. As you all know, I a secret I kept since the day Ethan was born was recently revealed in a horrifying manner. Someone got a hold of my personal letter, and instead of doing the honorable thing and coming to Ethan or to me, this person did the lowest, most reprehensible thing possible. She sent it to a tabloid instead of my painful revelation coming out privately so that Ethan and Julian and Sam and I could talk it through. It was trumpeted to the whole world through a sleazy tabloid headline which destroyed Ethan's life and shattered everyone close to him. The idea of someone doing something so heartless as you can imagine was alarming to me. I couldn't believe that anyone would want to hurt Ethan and certainly no one who ever truly cared about him. But I was wrong and now I have proof that the person who ruined Ethan's life and took everything from him is the same person who stands here today claiming he loves him, claiming he wants to marry him. And that person is Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald. Child, it, uh, it was exploding. Good job. Yay! <laughs> Standing ovation. That, that's that's a doctor of theater right a, there. A daytime Emmy nomination for it. She was impeccable. She, she was. So, she was. That so is a good. huge monologue for a for a soap opera, uninterrupted. Yeah. At one point, she says um, that Teresa is so devious that she managed to convince all of us that she's just a sweet, innocent girl when nothing could be further from the truth. Girl, mm -hmm. she. I mean, she goes all the way in and so she she says i'm gonna expo expose them the same way they ex expose my secret and yeah the person who took everything was teresa lopez fitzgerald baby the church is gagged the gasps like i mean it it's it you can feel the tension in the air we zoom back to the crane mansion we get a loud yes from rebecca um uh, uh gwen is beaming i mean it's like it is just horrific. And I mean, everybody else who loves Teresa is just horribly upset. It is, it's okay. a this is a huge, huge monumental moment. It was badass. It's a huge revelation. I want to note though, that every single person in this church does not believe, with the exception of, well, actually, cause Gwen knows that she didn't do this. Mm -hmm. Nobody in this church, with the exception of Ivy, believes that Teresa did this. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Everybody's mm -hmm. like, why would she do that? Teresa wouldn't yeah. do it. And I so wish that we could have just stuck with that that um, train of thought for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ivy included. I understand that she was like angry and she saw this thing and it ticked her off and she, but I wish we could have had a moment. If I was Teresa, so actually, 
I'm going to get to what I would do, but first we're going to talk about okay. what happened, what actually okay. happened. The church is gagged. Everybody's gasping. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, what? I, no, it couldn't be. Not my Teresa. And Teresa vehemently denies this accusation. Yep. Um, and then Ivy holds up that tabloid and shows everybody and she yells, I trusted you. I gave you a job. I supported your relationship with my son. And this is how you repay me? And she says, Ethan, there's no way I'll let you marry this conniving bitch and then she says sorry father <laughs> sorry for my language father but there's no other word for her and yeah. <laughs> then she grabs ethan she pulls him away and walks him away from like the altar everybody in the sanctuary is kind of kind of trying to grapple with what this what all of yeah. this means all this information like everybody and let's really quickly talk about Luis and sheridan here because this is their wedding day oh yeah and they're just sitting there idly by. I mean, they can't do anything, but they're also just kind of shocked by it all. Yeah, and Luis doesn't believe it. Sheridan, oh, yeah. Sheridan doesn't believe it. Nobody yeah. believes it. Yeah. So, um, Teresa, I'm sorry, Ivy pulls Ethan away, tries to get him to leave the church with her, and he says, I'm not leaving, mother. And then she, uh, Teresa comes over and tries to plead with Ivy, but Ivy's not having it at all. Yeah. Like she don't like Teresa should have known not to even try to talk to Ivy at this yeah. moment, frankly. But um, and, I, and Ethan, however, so... says he believes Teresa. He says yeah. she would never do something like this to me. And you yourself know how the tabloids print lies. Like they, you have said it multiple times. Yeah. The tabloids they lie. And, and I but, think that that's something to to for for listeners to understand is Ivy specifically notes like, well, they were right about the first thing. Why are they not right about this thing? And so that's her logic. Yeah. Um, she, yes, I think it's always you've got to consider that she's fueled by rage first because she's been waiting to find out who this person is. Now she has this, and so she's clinging on to that. Everybody else knows Teresa. And Ivy should know Teresa as well at this point. So I do, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I fault her for that because it's like, you should know how she is already. You know that she, she, she thinks Ethan walks on water, but that's the motivation behind making Ivy the way she is and the way she will be from now on. There's two things about why Ivy doesn't believe Teresa and is at, some of it's actually very insidious. One One portion of it is she wants to have to know who it is right and so having something delivered to her is better than nothing right yep the other part of it is ivy is and has always been extremely classist uh -huh. she she you they do not have because teresa comes from a, the where she comes from ivy would never give her the benefit of the doubt in this situation like it, it's very easy for her to turn it was very it was so easy for her to turn on Teresa like so way too easy for her to turn on Teresa and I, part of that is I think is because she is and always has been very classist yes very classist and, I, and honestly and, probably a little bit racist Oh, actually, well, I agree. definitely racist, yes, actually, because no, I, I remember some stuff that happened earlier on that yeah, I was like, I, okay, girl. 
I agree. And I think that that's why I always found Ivy and Pilar's friendship so intriguing. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but this is some, at, at some point, uh, uh, Pilar obviously goes to defend Teresa at some point. And, but there is an exchange of glances between Ivy and Pilar. And I wish we could have had a little bit more. And I think we will definitely have more conversations about Ivy and Pilar and all of this, but I wanted to see a little bit more because I'm like, that's your best friend's daughter that you're talking shit about. And if anybody, like she knows adamantly without a doubt in her heart in her soul of soul that Pilar would never have done it so why don't you go talk to her and compare some notes because you know full well Pilar would never hurt you or ever give up that secret that is a fact but she won't do that to to check in with her like it's, it's a little frustrating what frustrated me too was if this was my situation, if I was in Teresa's shoes or even Pilar's shoes, mm -hmm. I would grab the the people who are players in this whole thing. If I was Teresa, I would I would have a meeting. We would all go back to the bridal suite. It would be me, Pilar, Ivy, Chad, Whitney, Ethan. Mm -hmm. Those are the six people you need to have in a room to sit down and explain what has happened. What does yeah. everybody know? And then you get and then you could very easily figure out Teresa like like didn't do this. My like it, there's plausible deniability that there she are two, yeah. There that are two she didn't do this. Happening here. One, Teresa didn't do it. Two, she knew about it. And that's gonna that's come into play and just and that's the thing that's gonna screw us all up. Um the other I don't know if we're gonna get to this or we're gonna talk about it, but uh, Ethan turns to Chad and somehow it ends up being on Chad's plate again is that it's all about chad answering this and i know that's coming well up. wait 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 yes so yeah, let's talk about because so ethan coming. is ethan is all about i'm gonna marry Teresa. i love he, her she would never lie to me to his credit to his credit he says i love her i love her more than anything is what he says yeah. i'm going to marry her like mother sit down take your seats so we can get on with the wedding basically yeah. and um it's impressive of him. They go back to the altar. They're going to have this wedding with the car, the structurally unsound church. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, like Ivy could literally just go get in her car and just start honking the horn. She wants to, <laughs> you know what I mean? If she really wants to be as disruptive as possible, just go honk your horn. So they can't yeah. do anything. But um, that's not what she does. <laughs> so she sits on down. Oh, she, she finally yeah, sits down. And they go back to resuming this wedding. Gwen calls Rebecca. She's so upset. Mother, yeah. our work. plan failed. He, how can work. he marry her after all of this? Our plan failed and he's still going to marry her. And she's and crying. Re and I don't feel anything. Oh, yeah. Except no. rage. I felt rage. That's what I felt. I felt rage. At one point in one before one of the commercial breaks, it makes it sound like Rebecca has an ace up her sleeve, and then they got rid of that very quickly. And Rebecca just like, "Well, then, bitch, you better figure it out." Like that's where she <laughs> she basically tells show. her, "Pull yourself together, do whatever you have to, but do not let this wedding go on. Do yeah. it doesn't matter. Just do whatever you have to do." And what this idiot does? I didn't remember any of this. I didn't remember any of this. I didn't remember. I didn't remember this either. Um, Gwen. Then there goes up to the altar, and when Father Lonigan says, "Is there?" Which he should have just left this part out. You already know somebody objects. I mean, that's now I want Ivy in the car going, "Be right." 
Now that you put right. that mental picture, he in my says, head. if there's anyone who knows why this couple should not be married, speak now or forever hold your peace. And that's when Gwen runs onto the altar and is like, "I know why." Yeah. And objects, and it's like, oh, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And so she says, Ethan, I love you too much as a friend to let this wedding continue. I, even though you broke my heart once, and I suppose I should rejoice in seeing, but she says, I suppose I should, sorry, I got so much spit in my mouth. I suppose I should rejoice in seeing someone make you unhappy, but I can't let Teresa do this to you. She's a liar and a backstab, stab. She's a liar and a backstabber who's been deceiving you all alone. She stole you from me by trickery. Like, girl, trickery? I, I wrote that down and I was like, oh, Latara's going to go into her because I know you have evidence that Teresa didn't do anything bad. Trickery, bitch? Are yeah. you serious? You the trickiest bitch out here. Trickery. <laughs> Oh, I can't stand her. Oh, I don't Jeez. like Gwen. I make you feline. Still alive. I cannot stand her. She's so awful. So awful. Yeah. And she only gets worse. That's the thing. Gwen only gets worse. She oh, yeah. never gets better. Yeah. Oh, she's the worst. So yeah. Pilar, um, that's when Pilar goes and tells Ethan not to listen to her. Yeah. Well, Ter Teresa protests first. She says, "I'm." She says, "I'm innocent, Gwen." Yeah. And then Pilar jumps up and she says, "Ethan, don't listen to Gwen. She's just jealous." And yeah. then she says, "He's." She says, "She just wants to ruin your happiness." Ivy then jumps up and she's like, "No, Ethan, just at least hear Gwen out." So then Gwen goes on this whole stupid ass monologue talking about how people told her that Teresa was duplicitous. Who? No, name and, names, and bitch. I did. I wrote that down because Teresa goes, "What people?" I laughed so hard because I'm like, "Yeah, who has told you this? Who has name told names? You this? The the people in your head, the voices. Yeah, is mm -hmm. that is that mm -hmm. the people? Because yeah. literally everybody in this town loves her. If anything, people don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> she. I just. Mm, she's so horrible and unlikable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, people told me that Teresa was duplicitous, and this proves that they were right. And Teresa says, she's, I swear by all that's holy that I didn't do this. Gwen, though, continues, like, I don't care what she swears by. <laughs> she did this. I, yeah. I'm sure. And Ethan, to, um, oh, Louise comes in. Louise says, this is, Gwen, give it up. This is just your little way of trying to get revenge because you want to be with Ethan. He, he actually pegs exactly what's going on. Yeah. He actually, yeah. which everybody should see it. Everybody should see it. Yeah. And listen, here's the thing. I don't fault Gwen for wanting to get her revenge. Right? Yeah. I get that. I understand. Like, but everybody else should be able to see that. That but that's what's is. happening. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what's happening. Like, for her to yeah. be piping up right now, girl, you're trying to get your lick back. And that's clear. That's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Uh, uh yeah Gwen not Gwen Luis says you're just trying to get your revenge please sit down so that we can carry on with this wedding um and Sheridan even tries to get Gwen to Gwen to give it up she's like Sheridan she's like Gwen please come on yeah and Gwen's like I'm sorry Sheridan but I can't let this go on and she looks at Ethan and she says what if I can prove that she lied and she knew you were a Bennett all along would you still marry her and we get like this silence from him for a second, but then he deflects and he yeah. says, Teresa wouldn't lie to me. That's what he says. Yeah. Well, Teresa wouldn't lie to me. And 
Um, Ivy then says, the tabloids wouldn't print this if it was a lie. They could get sued. You're a, you, um, he, she says that Teresa could sue them for defamation. You're a, you're a lawyer, Ethan. You should know that. That's what she says yeah. to him. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. What I will say to that, like, my rebuttal to that would be Teresa's a poor housekeeper's daughter. She has no means to go after a tabloid of that size, even if it's a little rinky-dinky hometown one. Yeah. I mean, I guess she could, could um use Ethan as her lawyer if she decided she wanted to sue but yeah, uh, yeah I mean yeah anyway I... <sighs> nobody's this gonna sue where... anybody and this is where where the turn takes is that he looks to Chad and says but if that's the case then Chad would have turned something up and he didn't turn anything up right Chad and then Chad has this really guilty look on his face and I hate that they put it all on Chad. I, I think it's, I, I just think it's kind of bullshit. It's so shitty that they did this yeah. to my man, Chad. My yeah. main man, Chad, that they did this to yeah. him. It was such bullshit. But also the fact that Chad even had this in his pocket, I didn't even realize he had this. So, yeah. um, cause the last thing I saw was that he had that tabloid and he threw it away. He had put he it hit in the it. trash. Yeah, he deeped it deep, deep in the trash can outside the church. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he looks over at Chad and says, yeah, Chad, you broke into the tabloid office to find something you didn't. Did you find any proof? Did you find anything? And Chad looks at, at Whitney and Gwen's like, your your best man's not looking so so sure, right? Yeah. And he looks at Whitney's like, he asked me outright. <laughs> I have to, I have to tell yeah. him. And then he walks over and he's like, Yeah, actually, I did find something. And he pulls out like the letter. Uh, like a copy of the letter that was sent it to the like tabloid. like a printed email, yeah. Yeah, and it has Teresa's email address at the top yeah. of the page. And Gwen is like, see, that's that's the proof. Ethan is still saying that's not proof. And, like, yeah. to his credit, this is my guy now. <laughs> like, I, like, yeah. I, like, I... Where he would be... Um, he's usually on the opposite end of the argument. He is on, the, like, wow, he is sticking by Teresa. Fully I'm, sticking by Teresa. I'm not generally, y'all know, I'm not generally an Ethan fan, but he yeah. he really did it for me this week because I love the way he did not turn on Teresa immediately. And that's the way it should be. He shouldn't have turned on her immediately, right? But sometimes they write him in such a way that you're like, do you have no loyalty, sir? Like, do you yeah. have no? Yeah. But um, he doesn't turn on her immediately. Yeah. Um, Because he says this doesn't prove anything because Teresa didn't find out I was a Bennett until the engagement party when everybody else did. Right, Teresa? And now, Teresa girl, you in trouble. Yes. Teresa girl, you in trouble because if that, because if that becomes the stipulation of whether Teresa did this or not, then the waters get very murky. Yeah. Right? The waters get very murky. That's why she should have been done told him. <laughs> she should have told him by now. <laughs> like, That's that she that. knew he was a Bennett. She had plenty of opportunities, plenty of chances. Yeah. I, this is one because time where I'm like. it's not that bad of a secret to have. It's, I was working for your mom. I stumbled on this paperwork. I didn't know what to do. It's not my secret to tell. Um, It was your mom's thing. Like, it was, it, it was something very, very much so. And then, first of all, I'm going to use this word, pendeja, which is like, mama, why did you fucking scan that thing in the first place? She said she did it for, e like, for Ethan to, I mean, 
it's just it was ivy's thing from the very beginning she should not have done this but this is what she did but you are right it was something that she could have easily have told him a long long time ago and it is like oh yeah that makes sense you didn't want her it's the same it's the same reason chad and whitney haven't told him anything it's the same exact argument is that they're like it's not my place i don't know how to tell you like everybody's in that same little bubble here's the problem here's the problem i'm having with <laughs> with teresa Chad and Whitney, but mostly with Teresa. Number one, it, the secret that she's been holding on to is the kind of secret that gets worse the longer you keep it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the longer you keep it, the worse it is, yep. and um, that you're keeping that secret. Mm -hmm. So she never should have kept it for as long as she kept it. Um, but also to your point of why did she scan these documents in the first place? And I actually have been thinking about this because I was, I felt similarly, like, why would you even do that? But at the end of the day, we know Teresa, we love Teresa, but we do know there's a little bit of something there under the surface, right? Yes. We do know that she can be a little devious, especially as yeah. these later seasons come. And um, I think Teresa really, scanned those documents thinking I don't when she did it she was like I don't know when I'm gonna need this but I might need this I, yeah I really think that's what that was what, and, what they show us at the time it makes it sound like she's just doing it out of like <laughs> love for Ethan it's bullshit yes. no it is yes. I remember I remember when she was doing it and being like girl you trying to justify some shit but it was obvious to me it was obvious to me that those that secret if she had brought it out in her own way like in her own time that she could have very easily used it to her advantage because that's what she was trying to what before everybody knew that ethan wasn't a bennett or that ethan wasn't a crane she was worried about them not accepting her right like she you know that they weren't gonna but she was like well if he's not a crane then he can marry me yeah. If he's not a crane, then he won't marry Gwen. Because that was like, they were still like engaged. Yes, that, that and she she was like, she if Gwen finds out that he's not a crane, she's going to drop him like a hot potato. And I can pick him up once yeah. he cools down. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, no, she, as much as I love Teresa, she did not do that for anything other than selfish reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And it blew, and it ended up coming to bite her in the ass. Yeah. And then they'll come to bite her in the ass. It, well, and that's what happened. Once, once Chad says he does have that proof, Ivy goes into her again and says, you are the lowest. You are unspeakable. Sent from the computer I gave you. I denied you nothing. You ruined my son's life. To which Gwen says, told you she was a lying bitch. And as a true aunt, Thea Christina stands up ready to fight and goes, uh, she cannot talk to my sobrina that way. And her husband has to hold her back. And I was like, oh, there was, she was about to go kick Gwen's ass. <laughs> Let me be clear. If this was my wedding, we would have been throwing bows. Oh, no one, Gwen would not have been allowed to speak. My fam, <laughs> there's no way. Like, there might not be a wedding today. There absolutely wouldn't have been a wedding if there's a car that drove through the church. But... <laughs> But we definitely wouldn't have gotten this far because oh, it yeah. would have been an all-out melee. Yeah. At by this point, like oh, because yeah. you're not gonna disrespect my peoples like this. Teresa mm -hmm. and Luis's wedding. 
Uh huh. No, no, you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna disrespect us like this. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. Once, once it all comes out that, or once Ethan turns to her and asks her if she knew he was a Bennett before the tabloid came out, Teresa just runs out of the church. She bolts. and we get gasps again, gasps all around the church. She just runs out of the church, and that sucks because, again, it is for me at this point. Instead of running, I would have said. I would have said Ivy, Ethan, Mama, uh, Chad, Whitney, can we all go and talk in the bridal suite? Like, let's all get this so we can get this straight now. Gwen, stay your ass right the fuck where you are because this yeah. does not concern you, you fucking bitch at all. Not. You are not a part of this unless you want to come and confess. Yeah. Unless you want to come and confess. Um, <laughs> then... <laughs> then you need to stay your butt here but that's where i would that's exactly what i would have done i would have said we need to we need to have a come to jesus meeting let's go like father lon i would have looked the father lon again yeah. and been like father lon again can you help us out here like yeah, he's mediate. so unhelpful i can't stand him he's so unhelpful like he's standing there the entire time listening to gwen who he knows is the one that sent the thing to the tabloid he knows that she told him outright that she was the one that did it and listening to her accuse Teresa of doing it in his church. Yeah. In his church on, on consecrated ground in God's house. The way that he didn't say anything to, to Gwen about lying on the altar. He, she's standing on the altar. Yeah. You can't even walk up to the altar without crossing yourself. <laughs> she's standing up there lying. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm heated. That shit. Oh, I Father again, again is so useless. Again, we're just having. We have to remind ourselves that a priest cannot divulge anything that they hear in confession. But what I'm, but I, I feel like what you're saying is he could have. There's something else he could have said. Like, please, please, let's take a moment. Like he could. Like he knows the truth. So there could have been a way for him to like do something to break up this woman who's saying this thing that he knows is not true. Here's the um, thing. He could have figured out something to help. Yeah, we've seen him we saw him do happening. we've seen him do it to Kay. We've seen him say, "Kay, don't you have something to say?" <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. Right? That's all he had to say to Gwen. Gwen, don't you have something to say? Don't you have you don't have anything Gwen, to add? Sit your to ass this? back down. Yeah, Gwen like, go hold Sheridan's flowers. <laughs> or he could have said, you know, I won't I won't stand for people lying, standing on my on the altar of God and lying in my church, in my parish. It's I hear some earlier. if I were him, I was like, I hear some lies being told yeah. that need to be sorted out. But there's someone who is who knows what's going on and is lying. And yeah. it's not Teresa. That's what I would say. And it's not Teresa. Because this is this girl's wedding day. This is this yeah. girl's wedding day. I'm sorry. I just feel like Father Lon. This is unforgivable. <laughs> it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. Especially considering what we know comes after this. What happens for Teresa after this. Yeah. And it makes me sad. It makes me so sick to think of like what happens to her. Also at some point in the, early, in the early part of the week. A statue came alive and told Gwen to confess her sins. Yeah, <laughs> oh I forgot God. about I completely forgot yeah, about that. But it was like, it was like 
two segments and it was the statue trying to tell Gwen to like I wrote do- it down. She yeah, said but it, it was- told her that she's gonna bring evil to harmony. That's what it told her. <laughs> it told her she was bringing evil to harmony. Um yeah. So she is the evil in harmony. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I saw a, a friar statue comes to life and shames yes. Gwen for bringing evil to harmony. <laughs> and then she says, she says to herself, there's nothing evil about her wanting to get Ethan back. Therese is evil for stealing him from, the, from her in the first place. That's what she says. I That's how she justified it. She's yeah. so gross. And I'm sorry. I know there's people out there that love Gwen and they are hate Teresa. I don't get that. I don't. Really? I, no, I don't get it. No. Here's what I, here's why I don't. No, I didn't know that those people exist. I mean, I like I like the characters. I I I'm 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 gonna root for Teresa. I like Gwen because I we get friction, we get stuff. So that's why. But I, I don't sit there and actively hate Teresa and pick Gwen. There's people who are like Team Gwen, which doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. And I, I apologize I to whoever is listening who is Team Gwen. No, there's. I remember actually. There's um, one of our friends on the Patreon. We had a conversation about it. She and she was telling telling us that she's like Team Gwen. I'm not gonna name names, but you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but so we'll here's the thing. Kiss. I get being Team Gwen early on. Yes. I do. I get it. I I do. I I get it. I I'm not. I'm. I have never been Team Gwen and never will be. But I do understand being Team Gwen early on. At, once this happens, and the turn that happens here, yeah, it's like Gwen just gets so much worse. And and if you hate Teresa after this point, but you're Team Gwen, but you hate Teresa because of all the things that Teresa does after this, she does all of this stuff because of what Gwen did to her. Yeah, it's all right. Gwen put all, all of this yeah. into motion. Like anything Teresa does from this point on, even though. I don't agree that she should. Be, I, I don't think yeah. either of them should be worried about Ethan this much, especially yeah. after at a certain point. But, um, yeah, they. She, I don't know how you could be Team Gwen. I don't. I just don't know how you could be Team Gwen. I yeah. Because the way the rage that filled <laughs> up inside of me when that lady <laughs> got up on the Lord's altar and started telling those lies. Yeah. Telling those lies. Ruining my wedding that was already ruined. Uh, this wedding was horrible. <laughs> I feel so bad. It was but that's so it. good. That's the it's whole the week. end of it. Yeah. That's oh, the whole it was week. so good. I, I was writing notes like crazy. I was like, this is all good juice. I yeah, it's it's been great, actually. If you if you want to stay on, we can do a little extra 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 something. Sure. Okay, well, let me end it and then Yeah. Um, and we'll do a second one. So with that, everybody, that's the whole episode. Um, remember, if you want to check out the Patreon, check out um, the merch or leave me a tip or anything. All of that is linked in the description below. Also, we got like a wave of new listeners like last week or week before last. So uh, awesome. thank you, everybody. Like to the welcome to the new people who are here because yeah. it, it like doubled the listenership, like doubled is crazy. Oh. So yeah yeah it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool so i hope that keeps up um but uh it's like welcome we had, it's like we had one wedding and we are the, these people are part of the next wedding that are going to come in and there's a car already jammed into the they're, church they're they're part of our family now no actually they yeah. they've joined our our passions family by you know how 
yeah by way of marriage so cool that is so great but yeah. now i do have this mental picture of can you imagine those people who are having the wedding next had to have gotten there early like get there early at some point and like all that drama still going on right like what about the the next people who are supposed to be like setting up for the next wedding Oh my gosh, go hang it up, go home, clock out. Yeah. All right, so that is everything. Um, remember, you are my passion for life.